the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. Hi, welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winnegar, to Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a show that I've never seen. And I have seen it a ton of times. And Patrick, oh boy. Oh. Skin, Skin of, of evil. evil. Oh man. Uh, Jason is joining us today. Hey man. Hey Patrick. Welcome to... Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, I like the plural. Hey, yeah, yeah, that's I've good. i that all day. This is your first time on the show. Welcome man. We've <laughs> talked about Star Trek together quite a, a bit though. A ton. Every time that we're in a bar. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's true. Uh, what level fan would you consider yourself? So I'm a I'm a fairly new fan. I'm an old 1980s Dungeons and Dragons nerd. I was yeah. Yeah. steeped in nerd culture for a really long time. But I came to Star Trek later on, and actually I decided to take it seriously when you started doing the show. Oh wow, that's awesome! So I've been following along, and then. I got ahead, and now I'm somewhere in season three. Right. Because oh. I couldn't stop. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And you're in much better pastures now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. The, the grass is green. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anybody right who's here. only in season one. Yeah. I know my dad just said to me, he's like, you guys are still on season one. How yep. long is that going to take? I'm like, dad, it's only one a week. And he's right. like, you got to breeze through that stuff. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying, Mr. O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this production fact is probably going to give a little bit away, but I feel like we all know. We what all happened. we all saw it. Yeah. You, know, this, you know, this shows came out in 1988. So, yeah. well, this episode marks the death of Tasha Yar. God, and this is the first time in Star Trek history that a regular character was killed and then later not brought back to life. Um, Wait, they bring people back to life in the other ones? Oh yeah, in the original series. Sure, I think Spock died at one point. Didn't oh yeah, he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a few times where people oh. quote unquote die, oh, right. yeah. and then we find out they're not dead. Comic book uh, death. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Which even with Tasha, to be fair, and spoiler alert, Patrick, but we see Tasha Yar again yeah. briefly as a character in a couple episodes uh, a couple, later. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like flashback. Alternate. Oh, Remember, okay. yeah, yeah, time, yeah. space, right. and thought—they're they're all one thing. thing. Okay. So, yeah. Well, I've got a couple things from the news summary. This came out. On April 25th, 1988, Patrick's log. Chernobyl still has problems two years after an explosion and fire. The nuclear power station is riddled with negligence, and managers have ignored safety regulations the Soviet newspaper Pravda has charged. Uh, so, yeah, that was when Chernobyl exploded in, what, 1986? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was too young to remember that. I was born in 85. So, Oh, I but, remember it. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Boy, that was because that's all that was on TV for. Oh, yeah. For, oh, for weeks. That makes sense. And then they put a plug on top of it, and then that broke out. Right, half, yeah. And they put a second plug on The in sarcophagus. Top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that, like, what messes, what's messed up about that, too? Because in college, my totally useless degree was uh, focusing Russian history. Mm. And the, the people that went to put the plug on knew. They were facing death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, "Well, you got to put the concrete on. Uh-huh. You will one hundred percent die. It is gonna be awful." Uh-huh. They're like, "Well, it's what I signed up to do." Yeah, and they did, and they did it. 
Yeah, it reminds me of that Star Trek episode we watched a few weeks back where they were trying to um, terraform that planet. Oh, right. Where they all knew that they were putting themselves into danger oh, of doing course. that. Yeah, that, that, this actual thing that happened yeah. is just like that Star Trek episode. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch the news like you, Patrick. I just I don't, watch Star Trek. <laughs> You're not in a constant state of anxiety and terror? <laughs> yeah, but that's because I'm watching season one of Star oh, Trek. okay, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that was interesting was anti-missile systems using rockets instead of lasers are vulnerable to equipment and computer software failures that would make them unworkable, according to a congressional research agency. Oh, funny. So I just thought it was interesting because Star Wars, mm-hmm. talking about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't really know a ton about that, but that's, I guess, when we were living in constant fear of a nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the original scientists, when they were tasked with Star Wars... They said, there's no way we can do this. And the Reagan administration said, make it so. Well, he was like, <laughs> wasn't Reagan like super into science fiction? Yeah. He, and that, yeah, that yeah. probably had a lot to do with why he really wanted this done. Well, a psychic yeah. probably told him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. it, was his, it was in his horoscope. Yeah. Oh, boy. Hey, make America great again. Yeah. You know? Remember that Reagan era? <laughs> that classic Reagan slogan. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we should get into Yeah, episode. let's get into it. Uh, uh, it was called Skin of Evil. And this is one of those episodes, Patrick, that many, many Star Trek fans say is very bad. Oh, yeah, you don't say? <laughs> I just watched it. I say it's very bad. Yeah. Oh, it's rough sailing for most of this episode. It's like, okay, it would be one thing if it was just bad, but it was bad and boring. Yeah. It was both of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and Tasha dies. And Tasha dies. It should be, like, she was just getting cool. <sighs> mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. And, and meaninglessly. Meaninglessly. Yeah. 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 And it totally, like, it's not one of those shows where that happens, either. No. It's not like early season Doctor Who or, like, Blake 7 or something mm-hmm. where people just die for no reason yeah. immediately. Like, if it was set up as that show where that happens, fine. But it's not. Right. Star Trek. Right. This isn't Walking Dead, right. where you just suddenly <laughs> kill somebody off like that. And they kill her off for, like, no apparent reason, and there's, like, no glory. Anyway, I'm getting yeah, way we're, we're getting ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah. just, well, we have very out. strong feelings about this. I think that's fine. I, I'll say this. I was so excited to watch this episode, mm-hmm. just because I wanted to, to see watch my reaction, reaction, because it's so infuriating. <laughs> right. I, I think my reaction was something like, what? <laughs> it's a monster of the week. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Just got thrown like a rag doll. Ah! Ah, yeah, it's so boring. And then like stomping around the room. That was pretty yeah. much it. Mm-hmm. I was right. I tried to get a video of it, but I was too late. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the episode starts with the Enterprise is uh, having to go to the Zed Lapis sector, and they're trying to pick up Counselor Troy. She was at a conference. That's all they said. Mm-hmm. I guess they have like conferences for empaths or something. You never get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> She's just got to do her thing, man. She's like stuck in Atlanta on a, on a red eye. Do you think a conference for empaths would it's totally be silent? Yeah, it would be silent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because no one's got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> so they, she's in a shuttle and they have to pick her up, but they have like a problem with the crystals that they got to do maintenance on. So they're on impulse power, which I guess is like the rockets, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. It's the energy source. Yeah. So they're up on the bridge. Uh, there's a guy named Ben with her on the shuttle. Uh, Worf tells Yar, it's like, well, we have these deep space probes. Uh, we're not picking up any vessels for like the next three light years. 
And he starts like having this nice conversation about like an upcoming martial arts competition. Yeah, this part was Is really cool nice. Little com- it just establishes <laughs> yeah. something about the characters. He's like, hey, you know, you you know, ready for this like judo competition? She's like, you know, I've been practicing. They just kind of have small talk, and he's like, hey, you know what? You're actually favored in the ship pool. Everyone's <laughs> betting on you, which I. I don't think they have currency, so like I, I was part like trying to figure out how this yeah. works. Yeah. Well, they do a fair amount of gambling on the ship, so they yeah. do it for entertainment. Mm-hmm. It must not have any real money attached to it, but it, it could be like credits at the bar or something. Yeah. I, I guess it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like the point is, yeah. like we they're establishing a relationship between these characters. Yeah. He calls her a sure thing. Always yeah. bet on a sure thing. Yeah, and like Worf is a badass. So yeah. that, that's cool. Getting like. You know, this is, there's a mutual respect being yeah. established. Yeah. That's nice to see. And she did a good job of, of selling that. Worf yeah. was Worf. He didn't want to show that he was proud of her and looked away. And you get a really nice human shot of her smiling and yeah. saying, this is, this is what I've been looking for the whole time. Little do we know, it was the actress that was thinking that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was trying to look for respect. <laughs> yeah. Just for her poor pers- Tasha. God, she's yeah. been so poor. I think we've talked a lot on this show about how badly they've handled yeah. Tasha Yar. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is an interesting character. Uh, she has an interesting background. She's in this important position that's like this is the security officer. So she's the person that is supposed to handle everything when stuff goes wrong. Which she does a very poor job. She does a terrible at. job yeah. just because I think, you know, it's how the show is written. It, she has to do a bad job so that bad stuff happens. But like every everything that they give her, she always brings up her past trauma. Or, like, in Code of Honor, she liked being kidnapped. Yeah. What was that? And now she's just starting to get good. Right. Right. She's just starting to have relationships with other people that don't revolve on, like, well, you know, on my past planet, I had rape gangs. <laughs> like, bringing up the worst possible thing to talk about at every opportunity. That's not happening anymore. We yeah. know who she is now. Yeah. We know her, what her relationship. And then she just dies. For no reason. Monster of the week. It's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> Uh, anyway uh, uh, I'm so frustrated <laughs> this episode is very frustrating especially because you could think of so many other ways she could have died that would have been meaningful because yeah. th- this is a show that's about the sanctity of life right it is the prime directive leave everybody alone don't go around marauding around yeah and when she dies you would expect a show that's all about the sanctity of life yeah, would the little make dignity. her die for a reason yeah. exactly Yeah. not just she got in the way of oil monster right. who has no clear motive at all uh, in the entire episode no, no, no. Yeah. he's just just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry for swearing. That's all right. <laughs> it's a butthole. A, yeah, we, we did. We, we did get a re- worse. <laughs> we, we did get a review that said that we uh, swear too much. Yeah, which is fair. That's fair. I, yeah. It's fair. That's fine. Sorry. You know, I think we just have a rapport, or whatever. Yeah. But wow. I'm, I'm not going to say that gross thing I said about the uh, vaporizers <laughs> in the holodeck again. That I was promise. A good joke. That is a pet trick promise. No, but you just got it in everybody's brain through omission. Yeah. I will bring it. I will bring it up again later, but not in those words. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, they so they have their pickup is like, oh, so we got no problems for the next three light years. They got to run on impulse power because they're repairing, you know, the crystals or whatever. Then suddenly, LaForge reports to Picard. Uh, so we're gonna get to the shuttle in like an hour, right? You know, everyone is excited to get Troy back on board when all of a sudden they get a distress call. And it's from the shuttle. No way. Yep. Shuttle's damaged. Impulse engines are offline. No one can really figure out where they are. Yeah, so communication is super rocky, every, too. Everything. They're, they're, they got no bars on their cell phones. <laughs> no one can figure out what's going on. We just know that the shuttle's messed up somehow. Yeah. 
and they got to fix this problem, but they're on impulse power. So Picard's like, look, we got to get warp drive back online, do it engineering. And they, <laughs> they contact this guy named Leland T. Lynch. Yeah, his full name. His full name, yeah. which he gives every single time. There is no reason for him to give his full name. I don't know why this set me off so much, but it's like every time they... I, I, he felt like uh, Poochie from Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> <laughs> like that Simpsons episode where Homer like designs this cool dog character that skateboards and he has to like say his full name every time. It's like, every time Poochie's not on the screen, people have to say, where's Poochie? <laughs> and like this Leland T. Lynch guy, it, it kind of felt like they were introducing that character. And well, it's the first time we saw him, right? Oh, do we see him again? I don't remember, but oh. he never becomes like a major character or anything. I, I, I He's guess just it, another uh, chief of engineering. It was just <laughs> him saying his name, his full name. Just it felt weird. The writers were just proud of that name. They thought I, they, it like, felt That's like a they good really name. liked. Is like that, that, it rolls off the tongue. We're going to say that as many times you know, as possible. So. Unfortunately, that's probably one of the best parts of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the the Stan Lee like name. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, Leland T. Lynch is uh, shoving this huge amethyst crystal. There's this like crisis sequence where they're trying to fix this thing in engineering to get there on time. I don't really know how the warp drive works. I just know that there's a problem and they're fixing it. I yeah. assume there's some sort of science behind all of this stuff. Yeah, but it's those crystals uh, that really power the machine. They're able to just hold those with their bare hands, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't activated yet. They have a plate. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. They, yeah. got a, they got a plate. And it, it makes antimatter. <laughs> All right. You've got to run some sort of something through it, though, because they had to turn it on and it started glowing. Right. Oh, okay. It, it, was just, it was weird because I, I was thinking it was like some kind of plutonium thing. It's like, man, you definitely can't handle that. Yeah, but this but, is the future. They've oh, figured okay. out all that Half-Life stuff. Oh, okay. So you just put it on a plate. It's shelf right. stable. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so... They are starting to get to the planet where they found the shuttle is. Uh, they're getting like dangerously close. They figure it out just in time, and uh, they get into standard orbit around Vagra 2, mm-hmm. which is the planet where the shuttle has apparently crashed. Right, and there's no signs of life. Yeah. So all we see is just like the thing on the computer terminal uh of just a crash shuttle. Yeah. Like this thing that is obviously like they drew this shuttle for the show. <laughs> like we never see anything on these terminals other than like dots and lines and stuff, but we see an image of a crash yeah. shuttle. We don't know if hey, Troy's blew alive. the budget there. Yeah. That was it. That was that's all we got, guys. We'll, we'll get to that when we talk about what the ooze was made. Oh of. yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah. and the the cast complained constantly about yeah. it, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, a- a- after that they finally get Onto Vagra 2 or Vagra 2. I forget how they say it because it was kind of hard to pick up a lot of the plot points in this episode. So many things kept happening and then nothing happened. Right. Uh, and it ha- it was very quick. Like once they get to the main plot of this episode, man, the energy just kind of dropped off. Mm-hmm. Well, even the main plot makes no sense. Yeah. Or so it has no stakes to it. Yeah. yeah. Like they do a scan of the planet. It's like there's nothing on there. It's a desert planet. There's no vegetation, no life forms. So this is important. They pick up no life forms on the planet. Yeah. Right? But you know, that life form machine, whatever is in charge of picking up life forms it's on the bad. planet. It's bad. because there's been a few times Many now times. that has happened. The silicon thing. Yeah. You, you figure they'd recalibrate it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, but yeah, uh, those exist now. So we, we better. Yeah. Add that to the library. Right. Add that to the <laughs> database. Put that into the spreadsheet. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the atmosphere is breathable, though. So mm-hmm. they're able to just like beam down there. Uh, Worf finds the shuttle on the planet. Uh, it's under like a bunch of debris. They can't beam uh, Troy and Ben back up, though. Yeah, 
the there's something blocking the sensors. Right, exactly. The so, transporter is on the fritz. Yeah. So they got to send an away team. Uh, there's uh, Data, Yar, and uh, Riker, I think, go down there. And Beverly Crusher. And Beverly Crusher. Mm-hmm. There's like uh, a weird ink puddle. I don't know how to describe it's what like this a, thing oh, is. It's, it's like a tar like, pit. Yeah, it's a tar pit. It's yeah. a tar pit. It looks like the San Andreas tar pits a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So it's like this weird thing just on the ground. And it's in between them and the shuttle. And keep in mind, the shuttle, they can't communicate with it. All, like Whatever communication device on it is broken, is buried into the side of a mountain. And in between the away team and them is this like splotch right. of tar. Mm-hmm. They try to go around it. It moves with them. They try to like jump over it, and they're like, nope, we can't do that. But they don't really know what the hell this is. Why don't they just teleport 180 degrees away from, like on top of the mountain? I think they, they can't do it. It's blocking the signal. So it's blocked only right around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's got concentric uh, rings of, <laughs> of magic around it, so you can't go in there. Yeah. Okay, all right. And I'm just saying it's like, it's not that much tar. No. Right, that's what Crusher does. Like she tries to like jump over it, and they're like, "Don't do that." Yeah, which is the, the right idea. Yeah, they, right, they, right. It's a good thing they stopped her. But whatever it is, is not only blocking them from physically getting there; they can't communicate with the shuttle. Mm-hmm. So Data is like scanning it with a tricorder thing. Is he has no idea what this is? Yeah. It, it doesn't appear to be a life form, but it has moves. no brain. Has no brain. Has no proteins that they can identify. Uh, no neural structure. No skeleton. Like. It doesn't appear to be anything, but it's moving. Yeah. And it can sense them. Yeah. And it knows they're there. Hey, this is actually kind of cool setup. Yeah. But they mess it up real bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think as soon as we start seeing the humanoid oil creature starting to emerge from the middle, the episode starts to fall apart. Yeah, well, because, like, Picard's trying to figure out, like, they're, Picard and Data are talking over the communication, like, oh, is it a life form? And the puddle, like, picks up their conversation and starts insulting Data. Right. Like, it can Calls talk. him Tin Man. Calls him Tin Man. Uh, and this really affected voice. Yeah, I could not understand this thing. Yeah, like I half uh, I didn't understand half of the episode. Good guess, Tin Man. It was it was kind of like, like Bane, except it's <laughs> worse. Yeah, Bane run through a computer to make it sound like uh, it had like a reverb to it. Yeah, yeah. Bane with a reverb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, they just know that it's bad. Like it's insulting data. It appears it's blocking not only uh, their path but the signal, and it it's a real jerk. This thing. Yeah. So. Picard's talking to Riker. He's like, look, it's not, it has to be here for a reason. Yeah. Whatever this thing is, it chose to be here because there's no other signs of life on the planet. This came to the shuttle and it's trying to mess with us. Picard is like, well, try to talk to the thing, I guess. Yeah. And Riker tries to talk to it. The creature says his name is Armus and asks why they're there. Riker and the crew, like, they try to explain, like, Federation values to him. <laughs> right. Well, the, the value of life. <laughs> right. And it does not care. No. Hermes does like, not care. One of the things that they say is, like, we believe that all creatures have a right to exist or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's an interesting theory. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, well, he goes, uh, that we do not agree on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, a nihilistic bastard. He's a jerk. Yeah. 
He's like a ten year old. Yeah, like totally. Basically. If you gave ten year old magical powers, yeah, that's what this guy is. Yeah, yeah, it's like that Twilight. with no rhyme or reason, just like a ten year old. Yeah. Too. Well, I have a theory about that. Yeah. What's that? So my theory is because they continue to say that that sentient machines are like children, like data, or data, excuse me, um, is often referred to as being childlike in his wonder. As right. Find it. I think. The ones who left seem to be the ones who created him, and therefore he's still childlike because oh. he's, because he hasn't he's in a state of suspended development, yeah, of arrested development. Yeah, that makes sense. And therefore he's still a child. Yeah, like except he, he's an a hole. <laughs> well, because he's that's never what raised. he was made for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we know who made him? Yeah, yeah, the Titans. So there was a race of Titans that were there, and they took all of their. See, this evil. is the part I couldn't hear him. Yeah, yeah I couldn't so, understand this at all. So essentially, what he said was that they took, and it's it's a it's dumb, but I get the. There's a metaphor behind it. So the whole idea was that you put all of your evil into this thing, and it becomes a it, you know, what the original show was called was the Shroud. It becomes oh, okay. a shroud, and under uh, and it envelops all the evil, and then they could leave it behind. Oh. And, it, and what I was thinking while we were watching it is it's. It's it's analogous to the scapegoat from the old Jewish right, right. stories where you yeah, put you, all of your sins I, on the goat and you push and it And you out. push it away from civilization. But they did it backwards. They uh, left. Oh. So they put it all in them and then they left. And then they so left. that's really interesting. Yeah, I thought we that was see, That would have been good if I could have if heard you could what it. he was saying. Yeah. And if the episode was about that. Yeah. yeah. Like instead of that just we being actually a saw small, this happen. Yeah, exactly. That would have been really cool. But that's not what happened. Instead, we have uh, Riker arguing with a puddle uh, for like five minutes, and the puddle does not agree with Federation values. No. No puddle does. It's just, yeah. <laughs> and this, this puddle is just pure evil. And it's made yeah. out of Metabucil. Yeah. It's a thick, gooey yeah. paste that hates everything. It's literally made out of Metabucil. Yeah, let's yeah, get into is that it, really yeah, fast. It is. Is yeah. it? It's Metamucil that they dumped a bunch of printer's ink into. You are yeah. kidding no, me. No, that's what it was. So it was like staining the actor's skin. Oh, and my stuff. God. Yeah. And it, I guess it smelled horrible. Yeah, supposedly of course it, it did. Yeah. yeah, it's Metamucil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the poor guy who was playing... The, the creature, it, they didn't have an oxygen thing for him. Oh, so you're going to so breathe. They, t- they timed him. Oh, so they my would, God. like, when it was going, when it was time for him to come up, they would time. This wasn't an equity so, set, was no, it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Equity wouldn't stand for that yeah, show. No. Well, and I think, you know, at one point, um, Riker gets covered in it. Uh, LeVar Burton uh, goes up to Riker and is like, I cannot believe you did this. <laughs> like, wow, dude. Or yeah. Jonathan Franks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Franks. I always say his name wrong. I'm so it's bad Franks. at it. Franks. Yeah. <laughs> Freaksley. Yeah. But uh, what, one of the, uh, that does remind me, the puddle does assume like a human-ish form. It turns into a swamp sort thing of. looking thing. Yeah, and it's kind of bloated and slow moving. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, it's yelling at Riker and they're arguing back and forth. And Armas is like, look, just just get out of here. Yeah. Just, just get down. Mm-hmm. He wants him to leave, and they say, No, you know, we gotta get our friends. Yar just says, No, we're not gonna leave without him, and starts to go over to the shuttle. And is immediately killed. Yeah, just dead just on dead. the spot. Yeah, because she she just gets thrown by this thing and is dead. It mm-hmm. sucked the life out of her. So it, it's not even the throwing that killed her. It's the life getting sucked yep. out of her, and then that made her body move. Because yep. for the longest time, I was like, it's not like she fell very hard or anything. No, nope. but nope, it just turned her off. He turned her off with yeah. his magic powers. Mm-hmm. And then I that's hate. It. I, and then uh, I'm being too negative because <laughs> no, I do that's love fine. Star Trek. This episode sucks. It just really irritates <laughs> me, and it hit up on one of my pet peeves, and it's the medical stuff again. And I know you guys listening are always like, "Pat, it moves at the speed of plot." That's the no, point. But it drives me 
crazy all the stuff they do to try to save her when they've never used any of that equipment before and we've seen people die. Yep. Like, so what is this new machine and why didn't you use it on that poor Klingon? They got like a, def- a defibrillator for people's brains, apparently. Yeah. And they've never used this before. Never. They, they try to use it on her and it's just like, nope, she's dead. And they have to do it direct or whatever and he's like, direct? And I'm like, I don't no, know what don't, this means. I don't understand your <laughs> I don't, medicine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything that I've seen about their medicine until this point has been like, they have the button that makes people good again. Yes. And it's super Sometimes fast. the button doesn't work. Yeah. Well, it, and it goes into their neck, you know, it like yeah. injects something into their neck and boom, they're healed. Or but, uh, they're not. But they, now we've got a new machine. Yeah. <laughs> and this, it doesn't work. Doesn't uh, do the anything. other thing that doesn't work another is, pointless machine. Uh, the other thing that doesn't work is the phasers. Uh, Data and Riker try to kill it with yeah. the phasers, and they're like, "Oh, it feeds on the energy." So n- the weapons do not work on this thing. It kills Yar in just immediately. Yeah, half a second. It's Yar's yeah. Time. She, they beam everyone back to the ship, and they can't revive her. She's dead. She is not in the show anymore. Yeah, that's it. Well, we see her. Oh in the yeah, funeral. as a character. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And it's, it's so unceremonious. Like, oh yeah. It's such a pointless death. And the character that kills her has no motivation to do anything besides nope. be a jerk who's killing things. And it's all killed, She is killed by a puddle. Yeah. Even, it, even if she would have just stepped in front of somebody, it sure. would have been cheesy, but at least then her death would have had meaning. It has, yeah, it has saved no Riker's meaning. life. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? It's something. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Save Data's life. How interesting would that be? That would be, be interesting. Yeah, that would be great. because they have that weird kind of. They had sex before. Right, yeah. They had like they a cool kind of. They did, but uh, instead she's just like, "No, I'm going to walk past you," and then he kills him. Well, it, kills her. Excuse the me. thing that gets me is I know that in the real world, death is often random uh, and merciless, like without mercy, yeah. and it it makes no sense. If that's what they were trying to do here, then fine. It did not come off that way, and is not that kind of show. No, people don't don't. I, I'm like, granted, I've only seen one season of this, but it doesn't appear that they just kill people off randomly. Nope. And my understanding was that Gene Roddenberry's just basically said, "This is how a security officer would die. They would get shot." Which I don't necessarily disagree with. Yeah, right. But that's already happened it, to a but, bunch of like red shirts. Oh, tons. But at least make it. Um, put forth a little effort to make it a meaningful death. That was really the only problem I had. You yeah, know, agreed. You kill her because she wants out of her contract, fine. Right. But at the very least, make it narratively thoughtful. It was very agreed. unceremonious. Yes. Yeah. It was just like, whoop, she's dead. Yep. So, yeah, uh, no matter what they do with the uh, head shocker, <laughs> no matter what they do with the make people not sick again button. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's all for naught. She's dead. She's Life gone. Sucked right out of her. And people are sad for a second. And then we go right back to the episode. Well, Picard said we can't dwell on this. Right. We need to move forward because there's still lives at risk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, back on the planet on uh, Vagra 2, Armist goes to the shuttle and like, en- envelops it, basically. Ben, to talk to Deanna. To talk to Deanna. Right? Ben, the pilot, is unconscious. Uh, and Troy appears to be fine. Uh, she's trying to contact people. She's got a little blood mark on her. On she, her yeah, oh, yeah. That, that is the other thing. Uh, Yar, they just, like, painted a splotch on her face. Yeah, which... And they're like, oh, yeah, she's dead now. That's, that means she's dead. Yeah, what was... Is that supposed to be the Didn't, mark It was supposed behind? to be blood, it's I Like, think? the hole that all of her energy came out yeah. of? I have no or, idea. It just looked like a bar- birthmark. Yeah, because it looked definitely like, didn't look like blood. It looked like Gorbachev's... Gorbachev's yeah. wine stain. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Troy is fine. And the problem is that she can't contact anyone in the ship because Armis is blocking it. Yeah. 
So he is keeping all contact uh, blocked. But she is communicating with him she's quite a bit. She's able to talk to him. Yeah. And she can read his mind because yeah. she's an empath. Yeah. So Armis is like messing with her, basically taunting her and saying, oh, you know, I killed one of your friends. She's like, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. That's a messed up thing to do. But she's like, she's trying to get into his head. And she figures out it's like, really, you're just bored and you're alone. And you're trying to find stuff that'll just amuse you. But none of this will. Yeah. Like, none of this will amuse you. But she's, like, mining him for information. He's basically, he kind of admits that, oh, uh, I'm trying to break their spirit. Maybe that will amuse me. And now she knows what he wants to do. So I thought that was pretty cool of Troy that, you know, that she, she was, discovered that she was, she, yeah, she was just mining this guy for information. I mean, I agree. And Troy's interesting in this episode, but the fact that all he wants is amusement. Right. It's what are you going like, to do with it? Well, yeah. Oh, well, you're not going to get that. That's all. That's the only way she can respond. Well, that, that's all you can do. Yeah. He's just an evil puddle. Yeah. Like that's what are you supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> but back in the conference room, they are discussing what they're supposed to do with this thing. And Picard is, you know, talking to uh, the away team that was there, and Worf is there also. W- one thing that they all notice is, like, Yar didn't really do anything to provoke this. It was just a random death. Yeah. So even the writers are commenting on how yeah. they randomly killed off this character. Yeah. And Picard is saying, he's like, look, this sucks for all of us, but we got to move forward. You know, it's what she would have wanted. And... Uh, Worf, you are now chief of security, which he accepts. This makes sense. Yeah. Where he spends basically the rest of the series as chief. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. And he'll change his uniform soon as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, does he get a yellow? Yeah, he goes yellow. That's why it's super weird to me watching season one with him in the red one. Because this is the only season he's in the red as well as Jordy. It's like Riker without the beard. Yeah, exactly. Super strange. Well, uh, so the other thing that they find is Crusher, uh, Dr. Crusher, Finds that, oh, the, there are life signs. They're faint, but uh, they are coming from, like, the shuttle. So they know that they're alive in there. Uh, I don't know why the puddle didn't block that, if they're supposed to block all information. Yeah, I, see, I don't know. they find it. So <laughs> they send an away team back down again. Jordy joins them because he's got, you know, the heat vision or whatever. And they try to negotiate with the evil goo. Again. Which, again... The goo has will not negotiate with them. Like it, ha- it has shown no indication that, right. it, that it is reasonable by any means. Well, this is what gets me is that like they finally decide like three quarters of the way into the episode. Yeah, we should probably kill this thing. Yeah, we just need to kill it somehow. Like we have the most powerful ship in the galaxy. I'm sure that we could do it if we want. Yeah, and they don't. Again, Gene Roddenberry. He said he, he said that. Uh, something on the lines of we aren't gods and therefore we can't kill this thing. That was part of the argument that they were having during the writing of this was they said, well, why don't we just kill it? And he said, well, that's not what, that's not what the enterprise does. You don't just kill people because you're not God. But why do they have weapons then? Great question. <laughs> well, and they do <laughs> hey, kill I, I'm not other saying. things. Oh, they, they kill a ton of stuff. Yeah, they kill yeah, all, they the, kill time. Stuff all yeah. the time. And in this case, like, it's directly threatening the lives of yeah. two people. Yeah. I, I guess I understand that argument. If it was they, consistent? Yeah. They should at least find a way to contain it. I right. mean, they have a lot of tools at their disposal that Tons. they are not using. Right. 
I mean, they're using their words. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they're negotiating to, with an animal they, they, they that does not to, want to negotiate. They try right. to use their words on this thing, and it's like one of the things that surprises them. He's like, "Oh, you came back for your friends? Yeah. Why would you do that? That's weird. Because he's an abandoned child. Yeah, apparently. because he has yes. no morals. Like yeah. he's a completely amoral, just straight up evil uh, puddle of ink. Yes. So, and it, Metamucil. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Metamucil apparently, which. Uh, so they're back down there, and uh, LaForge is, like, trying to examine it with his visor. Like, they don't find anything new about this. Dr. Crusher is, like, begging, which, you know, doesn't work. And, you know, he's like, you have to say please if you want me to, if you want to talk to your friends. He's like, okay, please. Oh, I changed my mind. Uh, I'm an evil lake. Fuck you. <laughs> Forget you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, listeners, but it's, it, I think it's appropriate for Armus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just a jerk. And yeah. <laughs> they can't talk to him. They keep trying to talk to him. Yeah. He finally like allows communication. So they can talk to Troy through the comm badge. They know that she's okay. Ben is apparently still alive. Uh, but... Armus is just getting madder and madder because uh, they they keep trying to get past him to go help the crew members, and he's like, "You're ungrateful," and he throws like Data's phaser and LaForge's visor on the ground and makes him like look around for it like Mister Magoo, right? And tells Data he can't help him find it. Yeah, he's just like being a bully. Yeah, he's just a jerk. Yeah, and I think the 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 part that drives me the craziest about it is then he just gets it back. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's five minutes of narrative meaningless. There's no point in this. And, yeah. and I tried. I I'm an apologist for writers. I drive people crazy. Oh yeah, no, that's trying, fine. I try to apologize for writers and the decisions they make because it's it's a hard job and you can't always see your way through to making real sense of it. But this was literally five minutes. Of narrative, nothing. Yes. Like nothing yep. was moving forward. We learned nothing about the characters. We learned nothing about the monster. We learned nothing. It just, it's it's just, like teasing a cat. Yeah, is, yeah. Is it's just Jory looking for his glasses and he gets them back. Yeah, we already know this guy sucks. Yeah. yeah. Now, now he's reminding us some more things. Right. Sucks. It's just yeah. like, oh, hey, remember this puddle's a jerk. <laughs> hey, remember Jordy can't see? Do you mm. remember that? Five minutes later, like mm. it's resolved. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no point in this. Yeah. Uh, so it, it goes back and like torments Troy a little bit because she's trying to get into his head or whatever that equates to a head for this guy. And uh, it's just torturing people some more. And then it sucks Riker in. So I want to talk about this. In my mind, at least I have a theory that it is now falling in love with Deanna Troy. Oh, I don't know. I think oh. it's starting to form a relationship with Deanna Troy. And that's why it picks Riker, who Troy has had a relationship with in the oh. past, and sucks him in. Which oh. even that is like a nice little interesting story that they could have pursued as well. I don't, I don't know don't. if he likes her, but I think he's try- he is mining her for information just as much as she is him. Right. Well, and she's entertaining to him because she understands him in a way that nobody else understands him. And that's... There, uh, there's got to be something like you know the little kid who's looking for attention. Yeah, there's there's got to be something powerful in having a, I don't know if I call her an opponent, but someone to talk to who understands already what it is that yeah. he's thinking. That's very true. And that's that's got to be powerful so, to a to a creature that is defined by a holery, <laughs> yeah, and loneliness. Yeah, very true. And so I think it's starting though, at the very least, to form a connection with Deanna Troy. Yeah, and but that's why think, he chooses Riker. I think so too. Oh, yeah, it chooses Riker, but also threatens everyone else with like, 
uh, if you come at me, I'm going to kill him. Yep. If you leave, I'm going to kill him. And we just see like the image of Riker's face with this really terrible CGI. Yeah. Uh, so plaster mask they made. Oh, was it? They, they just lifted it up. Oh, yeah. so it wasn't even CGI. No, it no. wasn't even that as a plaster mask. It was mask. a piece of plaster yeah. in Metamucil with printer's ink. Yep. Huh. <laughs> and it definitely looked like that. It sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's just his lifeless face, and, and it disappears yeah. back into Armis's formless mass. Uh, Picard is like, well, that sucks. I don't know. Uh, guess I got to go down there, right? Yeah. <laughs> the first officer got sucked into uh, this puddle, <laughs> so I guess I got to go. And no one's really there to challenge him because yeah. Riker is not to be communicated with. He's like, for all we know, maybe dead. Yeah. So... Uh, he goes down there. Armis is messing with Troy, basically saying that, oh, well, you know, I could, I could kill this guy. What do you think about that? (laughs) Is that, does that mess with you? And and, you know, she just said, look, just take me. I don't care. Uh, and he's trying to like figure out what the relationship is. He's like, oh, would you give your life for anyone else? She said, yeah, sure. That's, that's what I just, what I signed up for. Just please stop whatever you're doing. Uh, this does not work. <laughs> Nothing works. Talking to him doesn't work. No, he's not rational. Yeah. No. But that, that narratively would have been really satisfying if if she would have figured it all out. Yes. That would have been narratively incredibly yeah. satisfying that she went through all this all this work in order to understand him, and then she's the one that has the key to overcome him. But yeah, no. that is not what happens. It does not, that's not what happens. <laughs> Which no. is incredibly disappointing. Nothing is resolved. And, and no. what kind of makes it even worse is that Data is able to figure out more than she does. Because yeah. then it goes and starts threatening the other people. You know, Picard's asking Data, is like, oh, well, can you figure out if Riker's alive? And he says, well, you know, I can't really scan for life in this thing, but I do know that killing him wouldn't bring him amusement. So right. he probably hasn't killed him. So this guy's just looking for entertainment. You know, he's like uh, some sadist point off the wings of flies or something. Right. right. And, you know, he takes over uh, data somehow and makes him point his phaser at people. And he's like, hey, would it be messed up if I made you shoot your friend? Yeah. And data's like, no, because I am not in control. Right. It's like, it would still be you. Shooting them. Yeah. I wouldn't feel guilty about that at all because... Oh, 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 Tin Man. <laughs> yeah. We got to do the voice of this. Yeah. Oh. And again, they're at a point where they could have made a really interesting argument about free will. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's so many things. <laughs> no. No. And, and for me, that's data. Our data, I keep calling it data. <laughs> that's data right there. He's a guy that, that you wrap your arguments about free will around all the time. Yeah. And nope. <laughs> nope. Ugh. Yeah, so it, so frustrating. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like he, there's so what, many opportunities for great stuff. Yeah, and that's what's frustrating. Yeah, and they've they've proven now this isn't like episode three. We've proven that there's some really cool social commentary that can yeah. go on. Right. Yeah, and they totally ignore it. They yeah. don't do any of it. They have the opportunity for it, and it is just completely ignored. Yes, mm-hmm. and it, like he's pointing the phaser. Everyone is like, "No, this doesn't bother me at all." And once he realizes that it doesn't bother bother data. He stops. Yeah. He tries to get a rise out of Crusher. It's like, oh, would you die? Yeah, sure, I guess. I don't have any choice. Oh, okay, that's boring. I'm not going to deal with this. So I I guess they find out that if they don't give him a reaction, he leaves them alone. And Picard is just saying, all right, look, I'm sick of this. Please let us talk to the crew. We're going to leave you alone. We don't want to deal with you, dude. Just please stop. And he said, well, I'll let you talk to one crew member. And he just vomits up. Riker, 
who's apparently fine, but covered in Metamucil and printer sand. Yeah, so again, he just gives Riker back because he's bored of him. He's bored. Yeah. He's he's done much like the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Is I that, love this show, it's but not, I hate this episode. It's not just bad; it's boring. Yeah, just there's no point to anything. No. I, I can't track what's going on. Yeah, and it's my understanding is that part of the problem is that there were there were two different scripts, and the first script was oh, really, really? Uh, yeah. And this uh, this I find really interesting because all these battles were going on behind the scenes. And while that was happening, the first guy had written the first script, and it was they, he'd been told this is about Yar dying. So he made the entire script about her dying, how it happened, the effects of it, all those sorts of things. Which have been great, right? That'd Would have been, been cool. super interesting. And but they also had this, and it was originally called the Shroud, and that was going to be this Shroud of Evil was going to kill her. But it was really going to be about her death. That was really going to be the yeah. idea. They gave it to a second uh, person to uh, to read or to write to rewrite, and she completely threw out almost all the ideas that he had originally had, huh. and instead focused on this monster, which really it should be the B plot. Right. It, yeah. The B plot should really be the monster, but the B plot becomes the A plot. Right. So speaking of the monster, there's a part I skipped over, but I kind of did that intentionally because I could not hear what was happening when he's talking to Troy. Uh, in the shuttle and saying, oh, I'm going to kill Riker. And she, <laughs> mind, <laughs> yeah, she, she minds him for information. And one of the things that he says is like his story. And it's a very brief part. But mm-hmm. I did not hear what it was. Yeah. yeah. So that must have been the Titan stuff we were it talking was. about earlier. Is that okay. what we were See, I didn't understand it either. I was super confused. So he's like a skin? Y- yeah. Yes. Okay. So of they, evil. Of evil. Yeah. They okay. were putting all of their evil into a thing. So some seems. alien race. Some alien that he just calls them the Titans. Okay. And they, they put it all in there and he seems to have turned into a skin of evil. Okay. <laughs> and they said, screw this, we're going home. We're gonna and go to another planet, just leave on this place. deserted one. Yeah, and just leave so, on this deserted one. So yeah. All right, so that's what he is. Which again is that a, could be ah! cool. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a kernel of a good idea. Yeah, it's great. They didn't do anything there, with it, but they did nothing with it. It's a one throw. Well, they, they didn't right. do anything but murder a major character. Yes. with like for no reason with right. it. Yeah. God. And she gets. I mean, out of an episode that's about her dying, she gets a solid five seven minutes on yeah, screen, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty poor. Yeah. Well, so Picard's trying to deal with this skin of evil. Uh, and he's like, all right, look, let my friends go up to the ship. This is between you and me now. So he's going to try to negotiate with it one-on-one. Why not? It's worked so it's well. Wor- I know, it's worked so well. So everyone else beams up to the ship. Picard is actually able to go and see Troy. Like, Armis is like, oh, okay. This is, for some reason, this works. And uh, when he's in the shuttle, he checks on Ben, the other guy. He's knocked out, but is apparently fine. And Troy asks if they were able to revive Yar. There is actually a real moment. Picard seems genuinely upset. He says, no, we couldn't do it. She's dead. That's it. You know, takes Troy back outside. uh, And they are talking with Armis. And, like, there's this whole part where he pisses Armis off by... Basically telling him what he is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, Armis threatens to kill everyone. He is like, you know, we'll, I'll kill your friend. I'll kill you. I'll kill everything. I don't care. And he's <laughs> like, look, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to kill you. You're not worth it. Uh, I'm going to leave you here. 
and you will be alone forever on this deserted planet with no one to torment. And no- what? Yeah, and nothing to do. <laughs> So finally, he's just, oh no! Yeah, so like, uh, Worf has been like tracking his energy the whole time in the ship, and they find out that like when they get an emotional reaction from him, his energy goes down, and they can do mm-hmm. whatever they want. So mm-hmm. you know, Picard makes him mad enough to, so that his energy is going down, and they can beam everyone back up. Right. So that's how they did it. And it was, Troy had no role in it. Nope. All she did was sit in a box. The person <laughs> whose job it is mm-hmm. to get into people's heads, yeah, did not get into people's heads. Nope. Yeah. Successfully, it had to be Captain Picard. Yep, <sighs> that, that, like that's another one of the many problems with this episode. Yeah, but that is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had an entire like B plot where there's like, oh, you got to track the energy of this thing and you g- make its energy go down by messing with its emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Troy's job, yeah. and she did, they didn't let her do it anyway. Yep. But the men did a lot of interesting stuff. In oh, yeah, episode. they sure did. They were super great. Right, yeah. yeah. I the guess one, the and women, they all got to live. Yeah, one <laughs> died and the other one sat. <laughs> yeah, well, and then Beverly kind of was right. useless. Yeah, She was unable to save yeah, one. she failed. She failed. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> so not a good every, everyone's back on the ship. They blow up the old shuttles and they're like, oh, let's just get the hell out of here. And leave him there. And I love how yeah. long uh, he's like, no, 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 no. Right. Well, they needed that so that they could uh, lock the transporter on, yeah. on them. So he had to really make them mad. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. So uh, the last part of the episode is when they're on the holodeck. That's apparently where they bury people. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just where they had the ceremony. Oh, okay. Well, there's like this, you know, grassy meadow and a you know blue sky, and I thought they were going to bury Yar in the holodeck, yeah. which. Seems like it's just, just full of dead bodies. But afterwards, if it zaps everything, <laughs> right? Clean, yeah. Just... So this is they have a self-cleaning mechanism for reasons that we already talked about in previous episodes. <laughs> that it's we're not, not talk... just for sex; it's also for the dead bodies. Yeah, <laughs> for after you bury them, right? Yeah. But also murder mysteries. So <laughs> this is a computer yeah. game cube sex simulator body incinerator. Yep. All right. It's it a, does a lot. It's a holodeck. It's efficient. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. It's our most valuable room. Yeah. <laughs> so they're having a funeral for her. I, I'm assuming they actually at least like send her body out into space or something. Yeah, I would assume as well. Uh, this funeral is super weird. How did Tasha yeah. shot call who was going to be? So there's a uh, a recorded video. There's of, a hologram right. of uh, Tasha R. Yeah, and she's yeah, yeah. like, Telling everybody little tidbits about themselves that uh-huh. she loves and what she's gonna miss, uh, but you know, don't she be knows sad exactly about her who's dad. there. But how does she know who exactly is at this funeral? So they shot this twice. I oh, re- I oh read. really? Yeah, they shot this scene twice, and it was because the original time, and you you only see this a little bit. She was originally just looking forward because that's what you would imagine you would do when you were making a recording, right? But if you watch, she actually tracks where they are a little bit. That was the second take, <laughs> and they used mo- more of that take than the original. Take, what if the people which makes were no sense? They were just moving around is like oh wait she's looking over there yeah, data, yeah, yeah. data you better stand here that, <laughs> right. that'll be weird she's talking about Worf so Worf you better move here <laughs> and I'm shocked that Data's not insulted when, she, when yeah. he's called friend yeah. it's like there were so much more what <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sexually pretty cool on the Enterprise yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. There's, yeah. A lo- there's a lot of like furtive looks in the hallway, and you're like, oh, it seems pretty right. open. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. Well, there's no jealousy anymore. No, yeah, so, they, they like bred that out of people or yeah, something. Yeah, we evolved beyond. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the I guess one of the funeral mass or whatever. I don't know what they do, but they the holodeck turns off, and uh, Data is left standing alone 
and he was very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he doesn't know how to deal with these feelings because he's an android. Yeah, they're new to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's talking to Captain Picard, and Data's like, you know, I guess this was supposed to be like a celebration of life, but all I can really think about is how much I miss Yar. Is that what I'm supposed to feel? And Picard tells him, yep, that's exactly the point. And he leaves, and the episode ends, and we never see Tasha Yar. <laughs> yep. Well, well, not I mean, exactly. Right, yeah, 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 not exactly. not in this version her, of Tasha. not in this timeline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in this dimension, she yeah. was killed by a puddle. You know what I would have liked is if Worf would have gone up to where her body was and did the Klingon yeah. cry for their deaths. That'd yes, be, that awesome. would have been amazing. I would have cried. Yeah, I would have because that would have been the most touching thing he could have done. She mentioned they just instru- introduced that yeah. three episodes. And she I mentions went, oh, yeah. it in her speech. She's like, "Worf, I hope I met my death with eyes open." Yeah, like, yes. so she knows know. about the the Klingon. Like, or we should have seen like Worf participate in that tournament they were talking right. about earlier in her. Dead or yeah, something? something, something. Ugh. She had no character development until this episode, yeah. And then they immediately killed her off. And I, you know, when I was watching this the first time, I it, it didn't strike me until I went through it the second time. And it's watching it the second time. It, it's it's like the Janus, you know, the god that looks forward and backward. Yeah, because you have some of the clunky storytelling from earlier in the season, but you also get these little glimpses of actual human. Development, actual character development. You know, there's right. some really nice conversations. Yeah, between some of the you know, the conversation with Yar at the beginning was really nice. The conversation with with Data at the end was kind of nice. You know, yeah. I, I, you could have asked for more, but it was kind of a nice sentiment. Uh, Yar's speech was meaningful, and it yeah. reminded us of their connections as human beings that the writers themselves weren't impressing enough up to that point. Yeah, but I think do a better agree. job of in the second season. Oh, so oh that's good news. They because yeah. they, they start to actually take the characters seriously as characters rather than as just pieces of a of a of a, of a narrative crew of yeah. The narrative. Yeah. yeah, like your job is to do this thing, or if you're yeah. a woman, your job is to die. Supposed apparently. to do this thing and not do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge problem in season one. And that's problem. why that, you know, uh, not to spoil anything, but the stuff with Beverly Crusher goes down in season right. two. Right. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about when it comes up. Oh, okay. Which is interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Well, Jason, we're at the part of the episode where we like to rate it. Mm. So we have a three point scale that we use. If we think this episode was awesome, you gotta watch it. No skipping it ever. Uh, that is set to kill. If it's like, eh, comes up in the queue, uh, that is set to stun. And if it's, oof, Avoid this episode at all costs. That's leave it in the holster. I'll let Patrick go first. Leave it in the holster. Leave it in the holster. That bad, huh? Dude, it it sucked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, all the stuff that we said about Yar being unceremoniously dumped off the show and, like, Troy not being given stuff to do and the Monster of the Week being dumb and how they dealt with it not really revealing anything about human nature or any social commentary whatsoever, all that stuff aside... It was just boring. Yeah. It was a boring episode. You know, the battle wasn't great, but at least stuff happened. The battle was boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, well you know, I agree. There it, was a conflict. Yeah, there yeah. was something going on, and yeah. This one, yeah. I, I, I so that's, yeah. yeah, leave it in the holster. Jason, what did you think? I'm only going to say set to stun for one reason, and that is that it's an important part of the overall plot. That's yeah. that's the only reason. Because you if you missed it, need to know. suddenly she's gone. You're like, where the hell did she go? Yeah, I mean, that, it, I, so only for that reason. I, otherwise, I 
I think it's a it's a pretty poor it's a pretty poor episode. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I have yeah. to give it set to stun because it's like you should watch it just so you know what happened to Tasha. But, right? Otherwise, you have no idea, and the character's just gone. The thing is, you could just ask someone, "Oh, what happened to Tasha Yar? Oh, she died." And in this, in the second <laughs> that they explain that to you, it is just as long as the screen time of her death. That was actually more interesting how you said it than it was in the show. Like yeah. that's that, that is there you go. You have the yeah, information. I agree. And that's all that happened on screen. She died. And yeah. what's so disappointing about this episode is we had a nice little hot streak going. Like, yeah. There were yeah. some really great Star Trek symbiosis going on. Symbiosis was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. symbiosis was great. And boom, now we're back. It's like we're at the beginning of the season again with this mm-hmm. one. Oh, man. Uh, I want to do something a little bit different before we get out of here. Okay. I need to make a correction. Oh. Uh, you know, first of all, I love everybody who listens to this <laughs> I am not an expert at Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Me either. Definitely. So I, nope. I want to make sure it's clear. I love the show, but I'm not an expert. And sometimes I do say things that are a little wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I say things that are wrong constantly. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you you're going to get Twitter uh, tweets about me. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure I yeah, said something I, crazy. I, yeah, you say something wrong. And, yeah. and hey, I appreciate the feedback. Uh, and I love having the, the conversation about it. But just as you're listening, keep in mind, I'm just a guy who likes it. Yeah, I realize that uh, I've been calling the observation deck the conference room. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. Probably in this episode, too. <laughs> well, so. it looks like a conference room. Yeah, that's look what like it looks like. Room. That's what I call it. I probably call it's, phasers blasters. Like, look, I'm just going to... I will use incorrect terms all the time. You just have to bear with me. This is the first time I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Anyway, what, what were you wrong about? <laughs> okay, so we were talking about the different versions of the Enterprise. Right? Right. Uh, and I had said that the Enterprise D is like a refit. So it's the same ship over time, but it gets upgraded and changed, uh, and then that's where the different numbers come in, or the different, excuse me, letters come mm. in. Don't, I don't want any tweets nah. about saying that wrong. <laughs> uh, turns out it's a new ship every time. Oh, okay. So it's a completely new changed ship, which totally makes sense because it looks a lot different. It's a lot bigger than it was like in the original series. So yeah, it's just not a refit. So it's not like, I think you made a joke about like, oh, so it's got like one old plank in it. Right, yeah. And no, it's a completely <laughs> new ship. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Because you will see, um, uh, like if you watch the movies or anything, the Enterprise will completely explode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it blows up, I think, in some of J.J.'s movies. It does. Yeah. yeah. And so they rebuild it. That's that's where that next letter comes in. Oh, okay. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. All right. Well, I think we're at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about, Patrick, before we get out yeah, of here? Yeah. Uh, keep listening to our show. Keep Talking to us on Twitter, you know, thanks to everyone that interacts with us. Uh, listen to all the other Peaches and Hot Sauce shows. I have another show called Politicked Off that I do with Zach Mass, who's also a Peaches and Hot Sauce guy. Uh, it's like parody of NPR politics show. Yeah. So, Frankie Trump. Yeah, yeah, we got to do that one of these days. <laughs> He's coming on. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're trying to... Man, we did so many Trump shows. We got <laughs> All right. A Bernie Borg. One of these days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jason, is there anything you want to talk about? Any, no. Any, thanks for having me. It's yeah, a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming by. Yeah. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Pat Likes a Tweet. I truly love having the conversations and the corrections and everything. Um, I'm just a sensitive man. <laughs> so yeah. don't, don't be mean to me when you correct me. <laughs> Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, listen to Making New Friends. It's my other Peaches and Hot Sauce podcast. We have a hippy dippy weirdo come in every week, and it's a lot of fun. Um, please, please, please give us five-star reviews. That helps more people find the show. And thank you for all the reviews we've gotten so far. 
Let's uh, see what's out there. Peaches. Hot sauce. Peaches. Peaches, hot sauce, 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 peaches, hot sauce